All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Damian. Today I'm sitting out front of McDonald's right next to Zaxby's and across from the cookout somewhere by the Pitt Community College in Winterville. Just got done cutting my mom's grass. I was out there. It was 8 o'clock. I was still getting it in out there with the weed whacker and the leaf blower. You know, just putting those, those final touches on things like I like to do. Finally got my weed whacker working the way it's supposed to. So I had that good blade just churning like it's supposed to. You know, the trim line going around, getting that full cut, the full rotation. So finally figured that out. It took a while, you know, but we finally got it. So today we're sitting here sipping a uh, mocha frap, a small, definitely a small today. Due to the fact that we're already three quarters of a monster in. I don't know if you've ever drank Munster, but this is the drink that's better than Red Bull. Um, before I went to cut the grass, I was like, I'm going to need some kind of energy. So I popped the top on the Munster about 5.30-ish. And um, yeah, it's kicked in. So I really didn't even need this coffee, but this episode and this podcast is called English and Coffee. So rest assured, every episode I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee, whether it's a frap, cold coffee, Hot coffee, warm coffee, lukewarm coffee. It'll never be no coffee because it's English and coffee. You can't have the English without the coffee. I mean, once you have it down, yeah, then you can have the English without the coffee. But this is just how we do. So we are caffeinated. I hope you are too. And you know, you may want to say if you can't follow the conversation, maybe you're not drinking enough coffee. Because I'm caffeinated over here. We are caffeine going. We are, we are, we're not ODing on caffeine, but we are caffeinated. And we're enjoying this little uh, mocha frap and this cool night. Temperatures drop to about the high 70s, low 80s, uh, which is nice because lately it's just been, you know, so humid. But as we're transitioning into fall, you know, we can look forward to some pleasant weather, you know, some rain, a couple storms, as you always have with the weather changes. But I got a few things that I'm going to talk about today. So let's go ahead and take this customary sip. Well, sip it through a straw, but, you know, take a slurp of this frap. And uh, let's get into it. So just to take note, I'm aware that it's 9-11. Um, it's one of those days, you know, the memorial and all that, but this isn't what this podcast is about. So I'm acknowledging 9-11, appreciate everybody who helped in the struggle and all that. And, you know, we miss farewell, salute to all the, the survivors or people that passed on, all that good stuff. But this podcast here, you know, is uh, more about, some more things that have been happening, uh, going on in the world. Uh, we'll just go ahead and jump into it. We're going to start. Somebody I know, somebody I know has just tested positive for COVID. I'm talking people are out here like it's freaking Rambo 3 in the freaking, in Vietnam somewhere. Like they're not even wearing masks, you know. This is not the 90s. This is 2021. You got to wear a mask. I don't care who you are. If you've been vaccinated, you haven't been vaccinated, wear a freaking mask. Minimize your chances. Um, because the moment you let your guard down, this is when things can happen. I mean, who knows? A couple podcasts from now, I could be sitting here. But I'm telling you, I mean, I'm, I'm living in a mask. I mean, I'm in my car right now, windows up, all secure. But I'm just saying, like, when I'm not outside, like, you know, when I'm, when I'm home, no mask. When I'm in my car, just me, no mask. But when I'm out around people, anybody, you know, the only person 
the only person I go around with no mask at a distance of 20 to 30 feet would be my mom. That's it. That's it. When I see my sister, I got my mask on. If, if we're eating or something, she's way over there, 25, 30 feet. You know, but if I'm in the vicinity passing somebody, I got a mask on, you know, because nine times out of 10, people just, they just aren't wearing masks. They're just forgetting about it. And here's how, let me tell you how quick this stuff spreads. So let's say you go to work, right? And there's people in there not wearing masks and they're coughing or doing whatever, or let's just say they're asymptomatic or they have it. You go around them, right? Then you take your freaking mask off, which you shouldn't, but if you take your mask off, um, you pick it up and then you go home and then you spread it. It spreads like wildfire. There's really no way to contain it. I mean, I've been wearing this mask since March last year and we're still here, still breathing strong, still trucking. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, uh, somebody I know, like literally know, uh, is going through this and it's just like, wow. Like, I mean, the gravity hit, like it's like shrapnel, you know, flying over here. Like it didn't even hit me. I just hit the microphone like it didn't even hit me, but I feel it as though it's me because both of us, you know, dealt in the same space, you know, around the same people, similar. But it's just like, wow, you know, so it could get anybody. It's still out there. So I just want I just want people to know, like, don't 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 let the sunshine fool you in the news just because you see. People up there, you know, not wearing masks like it's, like it's okay. I mean, wear it. Be safe at all times. So that's not what this whole podcast is about, but I definitely did did have that on my chest. I wanted to get that out there. Just let you guys know, hey, we're not out of it. We're not out of it. Wear your mask. Um, but, you know, transitioning back into the work week, you know, coming off the long, the long vacation, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, that first day, I'm gonna tell you, it was rough. It was rough. I was in the meeting listening and I was just like, mm, do I even want to go back into this thing? You know, because I'd already made a transition mentally out of there, but I'm like, all right, we're just going to go back in for a little bit, deal with it, you know, and then, uh, we're going to be out of there. So we will not see 2022 there. We will be gone maybe even before December, but we're definitely going to be out of there. Um, just going through the motions at this point, helping the people that I can, saving the ones I can, letting the other ones just do what they want to do if they don't want to help, you know, that's what I'll always do. Always lend a hand, try to help people, but they don't want to help. I mean, it's like folks got to help themselves. I mean, I had a couple people, you know, disappear, fall off, like completely fall off the map. Um, not by anything that I did. I mean, it's just decisions, you know, people make. Sometimes you think you see people going straight, they're on the road, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And then next thing you know, Boop, they go back to their old ways. They go back to their old ways. They're gone for days. You know, those days turn to weeks, weeks turns to months, months turns to years. And all that work that they did to get ahead, you know, they just reset the clock to zero. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation or a work, a workspace, or maybe got family members where you've seen somebody literally come from the ashes, right? lose everything, you know, house, job, wife, family, car, kids, all that, right? Dog, truck, and then, you know, go to some homeless shelter and all this stuff and then rebuild, you know, get clean, they get themselves clean and then they come back, you know, start working again, you know, get in some type of therapy, get their head together, get out of the depression, 
you know, get a little job, start earning a little income, get a better job, start earning more income, you know, try to move up, get an apartment, paying rent, taking on small responsibilities, not the full picture yet, but just taking on, you know, more responsibilities. And then, you know, they think they got it. They're like, they got it. They think they're bulletproof. But see, the thing is with, with recovery, people have to think, understand that that thing is something that they're going to have to do every day, just like a shower. You know, they get, get ahead of themselves. They think, oh, well, they haven't had a drink or they haven't smoked anything or snorted anything in like, you know, three months, six months, three years. And they don't have to start, you know, they can just stop going to groups. They can stop doing their daily reflections. They can just stop doing their, you know, hanging with the right people. They can start going back to old places. They just think they're gonzo. And then next thing you know, they're back, you know, right back to where they started. I'm talking losing it all again. I know some people that have lost everything six times. Six times. How are you going to be homeless six times? You know? I mean, it means literally your zero bank account. No bank account. No phone. No clothes. Just dependent on the system, you know, and, and programs. And then you rebuild. And then you lose it all again. And then you rebuild. And then you lose it all again. Like, who does that? That is the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and over. And expecting a different result. You know? I can I can't speak on it like you know from that level like I truly understand it, but I do know that what they're dealing with, I mean, it has a hold on them. I'm talking like Cobra Clutch, full Nelson, you know, Python grip around the neck. Like I don't know because it's 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 never been that the information that people have. These people are smart, you know. If you've ever taken the time to talk to somebody that's you know, an addict or something or somebody in addiction, they're smart. You know, they know exactly what they're doing. They know why they're doing it. They know how it destroys their lives. But it's just in those moments, they can't make that decision to just go the other way, do something else, like literally do something else, you know. But I mean, they're doing, I mean, they're going to go back to jail, go back to crime, because a lot of those things, you know, their addiction so bad, they got to, you know, do crime to feed their need, you know. I mean, like cocaine and heroin and all that stuff. And then they got to deal with all these shady people. Like, people that could literally kill them, you know? Guns, drugs, whores, you know, prostitution, all that. You know, tricking and panhandling, all this stuff like this. I mean, you've seen the people. You've driven down the road. You've seen the people on the side of the road with a sign. You know, they could work. Able-bodied people. Young people, old people, white people, black people. You know, men, women. They're all out there. And, you know, just worn down by the, the dope, you know, and drugs that they're on, you know, the addiction, just let it literally control their whole lives. And the sad thing about it is some of them actually get government aid. So like financial assistance, every month they get a check. You're talking a check like $800 a month they get. And what do they do? Snort it, drink it away. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But the thing is, you know, if you know anybody out there that's like, dealing with something like that i mean don't enable them that's the worst thing you could do don't enable them don't give them five dollars and be like oh well you know how bad it is and they're struggling no they need to get help they need to get help because that is just not rational thinking you know then you have the people to say well they're, they're functional like alcoholics or functional addicts there is no functional addict you're an, you're an addict you're an addict the only difference is the people that have money you know the people that have money, it's not as easy to detect. You know, like you're talking your doctors and your lawyers. Because it's not just the broke people out there, you know, strung out on whatever. These, these are people, you know, behind the office chairs, you know, on pills, popping pills, you know, 
opiates and barbiturates and all, all those things like that, clonopin, Xanax, you know, it's 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 wide open market out there. But they're you know, these people they they get in, they start using, they're like, okay, they like the little effects and they're like, oh, to take the edge off. Just like somebody might step outside and have a cigarette, right? Now, cigarette's not any better. You know, cigarette's definitely not any better. But the thing is, a cigarette isn't going to get you locked up. A cigarette is not going to have you homeless. You know, a cigarette isn't going to have your freaking wife taking the freaking kids out of the house. You know, okay, yeah, she doesn't like to smell cigarettes. She, she wishes you didn't smoke, but she's not going to freaking torch your clothes in the woods somewhere, you know, because you all were out there and lost your minds or whatever, you know, dancing around a campfire. You'd be surprised the amount of stories I heard. But the thing is, the people telling me these stories, they get good, and then they go right back to it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, and I have conversations. I sit there. I say, hey, look, if I see you slipping, can I tell you that you're slipping? Yeah, they want me to tell them. So I tell them, hey, look, man, hey, you've been missing your calls, been missing your meetings, missing your appointments, blah, blah, blah. You know, what's going on? They're like, nothing's going on, nothing's going on. Like, hey, man, these are the things you told me to look out for. Nothing's going on. Okay, you sure? Nothing's going on couple weeks later, boom, out there. So that means by then, by the time you're recognizing the symptoms and the signs, they've already relapsed. They didn't have to fully commit to it, like to go through with the act, but they've already in their mind relapsed. And see, that's the thing. Like people have to understand that this is not just something that's like a switch, you know, like, oh, they recovered. They go do some little 90, 128 day program, six month program, year long program. No, it's the thought process, the thought pattern. Like, they have to want it. You know, because a lot of them, they'll sit there and say, oh, well, they just won't use for six months. Or they get pregnant, you know, or they're locked up. They're, like, in jail. Oh, well, they hadn't used for five years. Come out three days later, boom, right back on it, right? Or a lady. She can be sober for nine months. Oh, because, you know, this is a baby and, you know, she's pregnant and don't want to pass anything. But then after the baby's gone, boom, right back to it. So it's like, it's not long-lasting. Because they didn't actually want to do it. They just did it because they had to do it. If somebody's on probation, somebody's looking at jail, somebody's looking at court. You know, it takes these kind of severe things for people to actually get their stuff together for a minute. Just for a minute. But after, you know, you take the restraints off, they're right back on it. So it's like, what do you do? I mean, it's just like watching a train crash. You know, a train wreck. Slow motion. Driving off the freaking bridge. And you just watch it. You know, so I mean, you can't, you know burn yourself out trying to help folks. I mean, you give the information, you encourage them to make the right decisions, but a lot of it's repetition. But until somebody gets to that rock bottom, because a lot of times you might think somebody's at the rock bottom, you know, they've hit their bottom, but they haven't hit their bottom. Because I've seen it where I'm like, I didn't think they could go any lower. And then boom, you know, you're, you're going like six floors down. It's like, where did you even find the floors? I thought this was concrete, like subterranean, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy, but, you know, help the ones you can, give people information. If you're somebody that's out there struggling, then, I mean, hey, get help because it's, it's just not worth it. It's not a good look. I mean, you can do so much better. Now, how does that tie in with English and coffee? Because these are things that people talk about. People talk about life, real life. You know, we're out here dealing with COVID. We're out here dealing with family members or friends or coworkers or whatever, people that are in addiction. We're out here dealing with car wrecks, you know tornadoes, weather cycles, all this stuff, you know, fishing, ballet, skating, whatever your topic of interest is. These are the things we talk about. Whatever whatever comes across the table, whatever hits my mind, if you send in something, you know, I'll speak on it. 
you have some commentary you want to add, but this is English, you know. You, you flex your verbs, you flex your syllables, your nouns, and all that stuff like that if you want to get hung up on the parts of speech and the grammar, you know. Not going to say it's a waste of time, but I mean, after you had the basic grammar and can understand a few sentence constructions, you just steal your grammar from other people. Like you listen to a, an actor, boom, it's all there, you know. You don't have to sit there and try to formulate it. Just after you say it enough times, you get the, you get the feel of it. It's just like uh, riding a bike. You know, every time you got on the bike, your dad didn't have to sit there and say, okay, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, here's the brake, right? After a while, you just naturally get it. You find that balance, that equilibrium, that stability. You know, you don't lean to the left, you don't lean to the right. Skateboarding, anybody that's ever been out there skateboarding, first time you probably got on a skateboard, probably almost busted your head wide open, right? But repetition, you find the balance. You know how far to lean back, how far to lean forward, how far to lean to the left, how far to lean to the right. When you're doing a pop shove it or something like that, you know, the foot placement, it's repetition. Guitar players, any musician knows about repetition, repetition. You know, any artist, you know, anybody that has a skill, anything you've seen, you have skills, you know, repetition. That's how we learn. So it's not something you want to be like, uh, you know, you do it here, you do it there. If you do it here, you do it there, then those are the kind of results you have. And then you wonder why everybody's just blowing past you. You know, like if you're like, I want to be in a marathon, training for a marathon. Okay, but you're going to run one day a week. Okay. But then this other guy's out here running four days a week. Who do you think is going to be in better shape? All right. You know, he's working on his calisthenics, you know, working on his breathing, eating right. Got a regular routine, pacing himself, timing himself. And you're sitting here like, oh, well, uh, my favorite show's not coming on. So let me get up and go out here and run for about 30 minutes. No, you're going to get smoked when the freaking marathon rolls around, you know, just like these uh, computer programmers out here, anything, you know, come in, somebody's doing Python, SQL, C+, all those little computer languages. Yeah, they, they live in the computer. They live in it. They live in it. But you want to you want to touch it once a week, you know, 15 minutes here, 30 minutes there. It'll be 10 years before you can put anything together. You know, just be consistent with whatever you want. Just like so with English, you know, you're learning English. It's not something that you're going to, oh, I got to schedule it. You don't schedule it. You do it all the time, especially with English. You know, language, you talk to people, right? Unless you can't talk, you know, uh, then you, you know, just read or whatever, or write or whatever you want to do. But I mean, the thing is, is these are skills. Now, I know all this stuff is tying together. There's a lot of concepts, you know, here that you might might get lost in, but it's English and coffee, so those with the advanced level should be able to follow this conversation. If you can't follow this conversation, then you know you got more work to do. Let me take a break here, and then uh, we'll come back. All right, so we went on a bit of a tangent there, uh, which is good, but I told you we were, we were caffeinated, definitely caffeinated today, sitting here drinking this mocha frap. And we had, what, three quarters of a watermelon monster. That was my first time with watermelon. Um, I grabbed it because it was uh, two for $4 uh, discounted food line. So it was only $2.14. And this uh, McFrap here was about $2.14. But I guarantee you that monster had way more caffeine in it than this uh, frap. But um, both equally good. I think after recording this, I'll probably skip over here to Chipotle and grab a burrito. I was telling my mom earlier that I thought we should cook, you know, some shrimp and some steak, maybe a baked potato, something like that. Keep it easy. Um, 
but didn't know it was going to take me that long with the yard, so got that cut, so I'll probably just pick up uh, some burritos here and um, bring those home. She lives about, I don't know, maybe seven minutes from where I'm at right now, so it won't be a, a major ordeal. Um, as I told you guys earlier, my sister was coming into town. She came into town, and she's already gone. Uh, it was good to see her. She had her little squeeze with her. Um, we had a good time. You know, everybody sat around, chatted for a little bit. Everybody was wearing mask protection. They had on face shields. I'm telling you, we're doing this for real. You know, we got masks, face shields, hand sanitizer. Like, what do you need? We got it. You know, Listerine packs for you. I mean, all, all that stuff. Listerine, Lysol. I mean, it's 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 a crazy situation, but this is the world we live in. Um, what did we do? We sat there. And pretty much talked. I mean, we didn't really go anywhere um, because her her and her uh, husband, you know, were out and about, you know, enjoying their vacation, you know, doing, doing, doing what couples do. You know, me, I was coming in from work, you know, after work and I go over there and uh, hang out for a little bit and talk with her, talk with mom, see how everybody's doing. And she went on to the next leg of her, her little uh, vacation. I don't know, maybe she'll. If any of you out there um, have connected with her, maybe she'll share, you know, whatever she's done at that point. But I'll, I can only speak on what what I was here for, you know, what I saw, what we did, you know, as family members do. Getting to the bottom of this uh, frap here. You know that little foam from the whipped cream that kind of melts down there at the bottom? It's pretty tasty, but um, I'm sure I hit you guys with over, probably over three, four thousand words here. Uh, it feels like that. I mean, everything's on uh, caffeinated speed. But I guess I'll, um, I mean, I've got a lot more. I could sit here and just ramble on more, but um, we're not going to lose anybody. I'm sure I've lost a few of you, uh, especially if you're just starting with English. Uh, hopefully you've been rocking with me for a while. Got some things in the pipeline. Like I told you, uh, changes are coming. Um, definitely excited about everything. I'm going to have a lot more time. I enjoyed that week, so there's going to be a lot more of that in the very near future. Uh, but I'll leave you with that, and I guess I'll see you in the next one.